So to get things underway today, I've selected a passage from the AA literature, from the AA Big Book. We're going to go to uh, we're going to go to the first paragraph on page sixty-two. First paragraph on page sixty-two of how it works, and it starts out as selfish, self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later place us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles we think are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run right, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must, or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his help, without his aid, excuse me. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. All right, Paul, I think that could get us started today. Thank you. Turn it over to you. You're, you're muted, Paul. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, whole alcoholic. Welcome, everyone. Now, if you just read this with the possibility that self is foreign to you, yeah, it's not asking for much, so selfishness self-centeredness so that we think is the root of our troubles yes but what's underneath that is an identification as self yeah i don't think they had come to that conclusion yet driven by a hundred forms of fear self-delusion self-seeking there's a lot of self in these two paragraphs yeah self-seeking so uh self seems be to be the that which is doing the delusion or producing it really the seeking and the pity we step on out the toes of our fellows and they retaliate sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation this was very important uh with me this became super clear uh to the inventory fourth step yeah I got to see uh, a larger picture of consequences. I got to see that my story was that guy punched me in the face without any provocation, but I had omitted or the head had omitted that I had been trying to make it with his girlfriend about half hour before. Yeah, I kept that. That got sort of edited out of the story. And then I would tell everyone as if I was just an innocent bystander. Yeah. And then I saw this was quite, this was a new way of really getting to the root of things. This thing of we step on other people's toes and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. I, I think that's truly one of the uh, prime diagnoses, yes? That at the root of things, the decisions that caused actions in our life and reactions was driven by self, yeah? It wasn't your decision, so to speak, yeah? It was self's decision. And then you were there left holding the bag of the consequences. That was incredible to see. You know, I remember uh, you're on like a farm where the cops, you know, you've been detained as a juvenile and you're at some kind of farm. And then there's these adults riding around on horses and maybe one of the adults is screwing with you, maybe spits on your head and you're super pissed off. Why? I haven't done anything. But then I had to look at my past and see when I tried to rob that store, and then I got arrested. 
that decision I made from self put me in this position to be in this, you know, juvenile farm. Yeah. Never, never in my life did I ever get to see it from that, that view. Yeah. But recovery brings that view into play. And so therefore, instead of concentrating on the guy on the horse, I concentrated on what brought me to this position to be step, you know, for someone to do something to me seemingly without provocation over and over and over again. Yeah. So, and it was these decisions based on self. I mean, how clear a diagnosis is that? Yeah. I mean, how clear, how do we get lost and think it's our decisions constantly? Yeah. If it would have said, if they were ours, they would have said our decisions. Yeah. It would have said, hey, we invariably find that sometime in the past we had made decisions. We had made our decisions, which placed us in a position to be heard. It doesn't say that. It says we made decisions based on self. Yeah. So can be can decisions be made based on something else? Yes. Yeah. And what would happen? What kind of trajectory would follow from the decision if it wasn't based on self? New, new results, new experiences. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is aligned with, you know, it's not like a rehabilitated attitude and outlook. It's going to be a new attitude and outlook. Yes. A new attitude and outlook, new behavior in a sense. Yeah because the behavior won't be based on self. Let's say it'll be based on reliance on a higher power, yeah? That's the fundamental, perhaps there's a better way. Now there's tons of examples, but why not shrink it down to the pattern and shrink it down to the the causes and conditions because they explain the results, yeah? Instead of having your head re explain the results from a point of ignorance, like they're fucking with me, they're always out to get me, whatever, yeah? You can see it clearly. That's why it's so beautiful doing an inventory. It doesn't produce your answer. It produces another answer about you. <laughs> so I don't see why, you know, if everything... If everything was working great the way you read the book or see it far out, but maybe if it isn't, maybe look at self as something foreign to you. Yeah. And so one of the things stated here, that view would would sort of uh, go against, which is we are the we are the source of our own problems. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're the source of anything, really. We're either driven by the infinite or the higher power, in a sense, yeah? I mean, the, uh, the lower power, self. So, and you can tell the tree by its fruits, yeah? After a while, being in recovery, you can feel what it's like when self is trying to promote its, you know, its direct you. You can feel it, can't you? You're not going to share what you're thinking, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that everything gets very private yeah <laughs> you don't call anyone else before you go off on a decision making spree yeah and then with the other thing it's just so much different it just feels it doesn't the feeling doesn't excite and agitate yeah it's just you you've been following good orderly direction for a while and it's just more of good orderly direction yeah. So, yeah. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. It sort of sounds like something's driving us, yeah? It says driven. It, does, it doesn't say, uh, you know, you know, directing the herd with fear, self. No, it, we feel like it sounds like we're part of the herd that's being driven. Like we're one of the cows on the stampede, not the cowboy. Yeah. We're getting driven by fear and shit to do things, yeah, to make rash, crazy decisions. Yeah. One of the primary ones concerning recovery is drinking again. Yeah. 
that doesn't usually come just out of the blue. Some people say it felt like they just drank, but something had been working on you to lead it to to a, a point of fuck it so that when you re- arrive at fuck it, you're apt, you're apt to do almost anything, yeah? And this is funny because... Uh, what did I want to read that part? Yeah. Oh, when we announce these meetings, one of the things is go to the website for past events. The whole mental addiction is about past events, isn't it? That's the head goes to past events every day <laughs> to promote a, a forecast of a future event. <laughs> What is that but relying on on uh, self, yeah? That which is playing God tells us what it was like and what it's going to be like. And then we live in what's not happening, yeah? I can't even respond to a beautiful day because I'm up the ass of self about next week, yeah? If that ain't slavery, I don't know what is. Yeah, seriously. Do we need to see chains and, you know, trudging along? No. So, yeah, this is beautiful. First of all, it shows that most of the stuff that jackpots you was a, was based on decisions from self. Yeah. So, all right. Where so perhaps the better way is decisions from the infinite. Yeah. How does that look? Well, you. You start leaving the, uh, you know, you get out of the outcome business. You just suit up and show up like we say all the time. Yeah. Trust the process. Yeah. So that what? So that when there aren't so many decisions based on self. Yeah. The decisions based on recovery. And from the decision comes the effect. Yeah. Comes the effect, the reaction to the effect and so on and so forth. So. Yeah. So why not read it? Selfishness, self-centeredness. Why do we jump immediately to I'm selfish and I'm self-centered? Yeah. Maybe you're not. Maybe there's just selfishness and self-centeredness. Yeah. That's got you. Why is it that we have to claim to, to... You know, we're like an inmate claiming to be the warden, you know. We have no freaking power, but we're we're an inmate, but we're claiming to be the warden. Yeah, I'm the one that's doing everything. So I'm selfish, I'm self-centered, I'm in fear, I resent, I'm angry, I, 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 yeah. That's the bondage of self, yes? Can't you just say... Uh, angry, resentful, fearful, you know, hey, I recognize there's anxiety. Why is it immediately mine? Yeah. Don't you see the difference between anxiety and your anxiety? It's huge. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't promote lightness concerning anxiety, does it? It gives it length. It gives it life. You make a lot of phone calls and, to- and share it with others and shit. It's like a freaking cold going around all day. Yeah, we're just coughing on each other. Yeah. All right. Now I'm going to tell you about my anxieties now. Oh, yeah. They sure sound like my anxieties, but now- <laughs> yeah, because they're not mine. They're yours. Uh, they're not yours or mine. They're anxieties. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I thought I had a special breed of anxieties. Yours sound just like mine. What does that tell you? They're not yours. Yeah? If a lot of people have the same anxieties, they can't be your anxiety. It doesn't That's not like a little private patch in the garden, yeah? These are my tomatoes. <laughs> this is the we need this we need to have that ownership broken because we're bonded to the problem. Yeah. And then we're trying to be free from it at the same time. 
we're bonded to it and we want to be free from it. All right. Let's not touch the idea I want to be free from it. Let's look at the bonding to it because that's what's causing uh, failure in wanting to be free from it. Yeah, it's the bonding to it. The bondage of self is what we ask to be relieved of. The bondage of self. Yeah, the bondage of self is an activity. Yeah, it's a mental one. Yeah. Your view really is, you know, alcoholism took me over. How the head states it, I'm the alcoholic. Yeah. As if something, you know, you did something bad. Like my friend said, this is a fate, F-A-T, a fate appointed condition. It's not like you did it. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't choose to be alcoholics. Yeah. It's a fate appointed things happened we drank too much there was a crossing of a line and an alcoholism truly bloomed yeah to the point where we needed we we needed help we needed a way of life we needed a design for living for a correction to occur nothing else would do yeah nothing else would do so but hey yeah So it doesn't say like Paul's delusion, Paul's seeking, Paul's pity, does it? It's self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. Knowing it or not, you can read it that way. You can see self as something foreign to you. Yeah? I found great relief from it. That's probably one of the engines of us doing these talks. Yeah? Yeah, so thanks everyone. Beautiful reading. All right, thanks, Paul. If we have any questions today, please use the raise hand feature or um, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you can write them in the chat and we'll address them at that point. So if uh, anybody has a question, please please raise your hand now. I'd just like, uh, Paul, if I could, if you could um, just go to the second paragraph with me. And it says, in the middle of the second paragraph, it says, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. Now, I, I fell into that category like what you were just talking about, that, you know, I'm selfish. You know, I, I swear to God, I thought before that when they were talking about this selfishness, they were like, you know, hey, I have, I have a bag of weed and I'm not going to share it with you. you yes. Know? And, and although they may be talking about that in some respect, the, but the ideas that you're bringing forward is like this, it's, it's more in the mental activity portion. And, and like, <laughs> when, when I heard that idea, that, that sense of self lasted, was way before I ever picked up a drink with a drug. Yes. Okay. Yes, so it says above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness and self can't get out of self. Yeah. So yes, we have to be rid of it, but we're not the one who's going to be rid of it. Yeah. We have to tell the truth that what we're trying to get rid of is something foreign to us. Then you can get rid of it, but you can't get rid of you. (laughs) You'd still be there. Yeah. Try as you may. <laughs> yeah, so we must or it kills us. So, And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get rid of self implies that we're something else, doesn't it? Yes. Talking in in this paragraph, he's talking to that something else about getting rid of self. It's he's not talking to self about getting rid of self. Right. What's what that? What would that? What would be the point? He's basically talking to us, like in that statement on page sixty-four, being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. This paragraph is talking to the us. Yeah. 
about self. So it's saying to us, we have to get be rid of this self or it's going to kill us. And to us, uh, you're not going to be able to pull that off. You're going to need the help of some higher power. That's the whole description of the program and the direction of the program, yes? Admitting the powerlessness, surrendering to a greater power to get the help to be rid of self. Yeah. So with that paragraph, it's all about us. Yeah. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would have liked to. Why? Something controlled us, something restrained us to be able to do that, because another agenda was being run when we were thinking we were running our agenda. And the other agenda had more juice concerning us than our little agenda. Yeah. So I kept doing what something else wanted me to do, which was very confusing because I really didn't want to drink that day. Yeah. I didn't really want to get into another argument with my girlfriend. I didn't really want to do a lot of shit. And yet I kept doing it. Why? Because something had was running the show. I was aware of the effects, but I wasn't aware of how the show was being run. Yeah. Now you are. Self has defeated us by its various manifestations. There you go. Yeah. So we've got to be rid of this, but we can't do it. <laughs> That's an incredible statement. Because mostly when if someone hears you've got to be rid of this, they get busy. But in this, if there's a little disclaimer, we've got to be rid of it and we can't do it. Yeah. So before we rush out and try to change self as self, we let that hit you and maybe surrender is the key. Yeah. Admit that you're outmatched. You, you can't do it. And then something does it for us. Yes. Hallelujah. I don't think that theme changes throughout the recovery life. Yeah. That fundamental dynamic is I'm truly outmatched. And I constantly witness that something is doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. And one of them is getting rid of self. <laughs> yeah. We can't do it as self. It's impossible. Yeah. Self trying to get rid of self is a whole lot more of self. Yeah. 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 So we see that we're not that. And then the possibility of being free from it becomes available. Really? Didn't you have tons of ideas of being free, but they were all connected as self? Yeah. And there, and we never really, we figured we were just failing or this or that. We didn't see the role of self had in the failing of being free because you can't be free as self. You're free from self. Yeah. We weren't seeing that in the depths of the bondage. Now you are. Yeah. Now you are. Now you can see the possibility of being free from something that you're not. You couldn't see that possibility when you're still identified as it because you're trying to be free as it. Yeah. The wish is freedom is the same. One is being used to bond you to self. One is being used to motivate you into the infinite. Yeah. It's really how you read it. You think Bill W and these people, I believe the big book was a download. Yeah. And that the book can be read in different ways than maybe Bill W thought he was meaning it. Yeah. Because that's what a living book is. Yeah. It's a download from somewhere else. It may have come through Bill and 99 other people come through them, but it wasn't, it didn't come from them. Yeah. It came through, I don't believe. Yeah, but it didn't come from. So the way he wanted it to be read and stuff, obviously he had to let go of those reins a long time ago because people interpret it the way they interpret it. Yes, the steps and everything. Well, why not check out 
if this interpretation of the program fits it better. We're not interpreting the steps, we're just interpreting this idea of self, yeah, as something foreign to us. It doesn't matter if it is or it isn't, it matters the relief it produces. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I found for sure that my, my hands were handcuffed and all my wanting to be free was co-opted by the identification of self. I saw it before sobriety and after sobriety. Actually, I saw it after sobriety, but it'd been there before and after, yes? There was an act of being identified as that which I wanted to get out of. <laughs> I mean, how, how's that gonna work? Yeah, so. so so, Paul, was it illuminated even more so once you've seen it after that than all those other times that that you were trying to do it before sobriety? In sobriety? Yes. Yes, yes, for sure. One, it happened. I saw it one night, you know, from that sentence in page 64. Okay. I saw self as completely foreign to me. And then the possibility of being free became available of it from it. And then it explained that I had been handcuffed by that ignorance and I was trying to be free as it through recovery, through drug addiction, through whatever. Yes. Okay. So once that was revealed, it's never changed since then. Which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it became a mute point. I felt like I had hit the, you know, the root of the problem, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't ever come back in. I learned a lot more about it through the introduction of Buddhism and other things in my life. I could see that this isn't only in the realm of addiction. Yeah. It's an underlying condition in most of us, which is this obsession with self. Yes, on some level. Yeah. And it was also the target of Buddhism and other things of other modalities Not our target is to have a daily reprieve from the alcoholism. But the root of it is the same, which is this identification as something that you're not is what's allowing all these shenanigans to occur. So you read Buddhism or anything like that, they're bringing, they talk in Buddhism, a word from India, anatta, meaning non-self, yeah? And Lord Buddha had a beautiful statement, supposedly one of many, where he says, you know, events happen, deeds are done, but there's no individual doer thereof, yes? So they were always pointing at this sense of an individual doer as suspect, yeah? and maybe the cause of the suffering of people, yeah? So all that information became very valuable in the lens of recovery, yeah? Yeah, because as we just read in that, the first paragraph, self is all over it, <laughs> yeah? So, I mean, and then I'm hearing, you know, in other, other uh, modalities about this feeling of being the long lasting independent separate thing and the sense of being the doer and the thinker and the feeler and that bondage to those activities producing a lot of calamity yeah could you imagine if you could see a thought and not see it as yours that was one of the first big shifts in, in recovery for me when I saw that my thoughts, a large bunch of them were alcoholic thoughts and they're and they're shared by many. So basically, my unique radio station was really, a, a, you know, an arm of a franchise, unclear channel, really. It's truly, truly, really. And I saw when I would hear people share, you know, they sure sounded like my thoughts, my feelings, and, and the similar actions that I did. So either how did they get mine or they're not mine? 
And then that was a huge amount of relief to see a large swath of what was going on up there and call it alcoholic. Very helpful, eh? Gave me some breathing room. And of course, in that breathing room, more information comes in. Yeah, yeah. So this idea of manufacturing our own misery, I don't believe that. I believe we're like a facility or like a factory that can manufacture a lot of stuff. But if it's being run by self, it manufactures misery. Yeah. And a lot of other things. Uh, You're not going to tell me that misery is my misery. I'm just a facility it's being produced through. Yeah. And if I'm run by the higher power, there's not much misery in my life. Yeah. There's not. When the old managerial team was running the factory, it produced a lot of chaos and misery. Yeah. How did it stop? Did I stop? making misery no something used the machinery for different things now yeah so compassion service you know putting myself in other people's shoes those things yes you're not going to tell me i'm doing that either i don't feel like i do that at all yeah i just see things differently yeah yeah let's say you know you're a camera and the first owner that uh, owns you loves to take pictures of knees, people's knees. So you have thousands of pictures of knees. Uh, you know, do you blame the camera? No, it's the person who's using the camera. Yeah, if someone else comes, maybe there'll be sunsets. It's the same activity. It's, it's a facility that manufactures experiences, but the agenda of what's running it shows throughout the pictures, yeah? Don't you see things differently now that you're sober? Way different, yes. Yeah, so the camera is seeing just like you saw before when you were out there, yeah? When I used to see people, I felt like there was a threat or something I could get from them, yeah? I don't see it that way anymore. Yeah. Was the camera doing it and now is doing something else? No. What's looking through the camera is different. Yeah. 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 I like that attitude. It works for me. I like that understanding. It works for me. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) How many things that you wish for that you couldn't complete? It indicates something. It's not based on your failings. It's based on you're not true. (laughs) You're not the driving force. You're like the emblem on the car thinking it's the V8 engine. Yeah. The emblem, this idea of Paul. Yeah. Paul taken over by addiction is a nasty idea of, yeah. Paul taken over by the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing much less harm. (laughs) And of course, the story goes with both. Oh, I was Paul then. I'm Paul. I just don't believe it. The idea of Paul doesn't really hold much water. It doesn't really. Yeah. I feel like life happens and then there's a story about life. And then the story uh, has a character that it emphasizes which is paul yeah but really i don't think i don't think paul is living i think paul is an aspect of living yeah 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 so that's whatever yeah but i'm hum- i'm really with the head that i had I don't think you can truly be free as the problem. And if the problem is self, as it was just read, yeah? How is that the problem? Isn't there an act of identification as it that's causing it to have so much sway? Yeah? I mean, the us must be very, very minimalized 
for the emphasis of self to be so huge. So in a way, we've lost us by the addiction to self. Yeah. Yeah. And this paragraph is talking about us. Yeah. We're hoping that the message of recovery doesn't get claimed by self, that it gets to the us. Yeah. So that innermost, there can be something that occurs there. See, I loved when it says in the book that, you know, I admitted tons of time that I, I, I was alcoholic or a drug addict to get alcohol and drugs. But I like admitting to the innermost, yeah? Or fully conceding, that's a different feeling to me, yes? I think that's when you hit us, when that bottom is you're on that bottom and there's no there's none of you observing it or thinking it's going to pass you're just completely in it yeah and there's the us there and i think the call of recovery is heard by the us through the fucking confusion of self yeah yeah and i feel that's what got struck sober was us and then I was shown a way of life to keep the self down, yes, so to speak, to, to lessen its influence. And the, the strongest way to do that is to lose interest in it. And the easiest way to lose interest in self is not to see yourself as one, really. Yeah. Isn't that the whole movement of the program is to lose interest in self? Yes. Does it right in the third step? Yeah. You lose yeah. interest in self, then you gain interest in others and all this, yeah? But the requirement is to lose interest in self. How can self do that? It can't, yeah? So, but you can lose interest in self from us, yeah? From the us, you can lose interest in self. From self, losing interest in self would be reinforcing or interest in self. But from us, we can lose interest in self. Yeah? It's not us. That's fundamental, isn't it? Yeah. A fundamental clarity about us and self goes a long way in the program of recovery, I feel. Yeah? It fosters the problem will not exist for you because the you in that statement is us, not self. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I love that. That paragraph just shifts right to us. And it tells us, hey, we're fucked. Yeah. yeah. Unless we have something greater than what we're, you know, accessing, which is mostly self, we need something greater than it to get relief from it, we do, yeah. That's why the main movement of recovery, I feel is at least a form of surrender. Yeah. Right. And then hopefully it grows to a surrendered by recognizing the root of the problem and then the principles keep you uh, above the surf, you know, the above the water, yeah? You actually can breathe a day at a time yeah, yeah. Those principles are like the buoys, like the, the preservers. Yeah, yeah, I feel. So the principle of we, the principle of we obviously is much more connected to us than self. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We with self is I. <laughs> we with us is is uh community <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm all into the we but what am i gonna get out of it <laughs> yeah so. you traveling lighter huh? you get traveling lighter yeah. Hey, yeah. Don't wait for the day the head stops. It probably won't. Yeah. 
that would be interest in self. You lose interest in it. Yeah. So instead of like each square being dominated by self in the zooms big square, it's in one. Yeah. And it's muted. Yeah. And you're not recognizing its hand because its hand's always up wanting to ask something. Yeah. It's just muted for the, for the session. <laughs> It tries to bomb, zoom bomb here and there, but yeah, it gets quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, uh, you, I know, Michael, you've entertained this idea. Have you had relief from it? Yes. Yeah. My, my head, my head mm -hmm. tells me it's way too easy and, and it can't be this, this simple, but when I look back on my last couple of days, like I've been okay, man. I've been pretty fun. I haven't hurt anybody. And my, you know? Yes. It so, tells me to call all the time, but. Yes, of course it's gonna, it always, uh, you know, the volume will go down because there'll be a shift from listening to hearing. Yeah, there will. Yeah. Most of us are very, very, we're intently listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be broken. We can't do that, but it will. Yeah. And then you hear it. And then hopefully, instead of being seen as a news company, you see it as a comedy central, which is good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's cast in, with a different job, <laughs> not as the director of your life, but as a, a, a satirical little. <laughs> ongoing travel log. Yeah. That would be Yeah. <laughs> well, well Paul, we're doing fantastic today because everybody's muted and no one has a hand up. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. This is a nice reading. They all are. But uh, obviously, it's just telling you the situation. Self is all over it. And then there's a there's a, a calling to us. Yeah. To get be rid of self. Yeah. And, you know, there's warnings. Self can't be rid of self. And yeah. And so to be rid of something, it must be other than you, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Obviously. So this, you can read the whole book with this, this view. Yeah. Not to change anything, but to see it in a different way. Yeah. And yeah. see the emphasis of self as more of a foreign uh pathogen other than an action that you're the cause of yeah yeah like you're doing it which is another way of bondage isn't it jesus christ yeah <sighs> yeah i saw it yesterday yeah these people were here uh they sold the house next to where i live yeah and there's a sort of a guy that's like the mayor of the street we live, this cul-de-sac. Okay. And I saw him standing in the front of the house. It's a very quiet street and of our house. And then he was with some people. So I figured, oh, these must be the new owners. Yeah. And I was doing shit. And I said, I might as well just go out there. So I go out there and uh, they are the new owners. Yeah. And, uh, very expensive thing. And so we're sitting there and then I just blurted out something innocently. You know, there used to be a pool. It's a huge backyard. There used to be a pool there. Mm -hmm. And then they just buried it. Well, they didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so they were immediately said to me, well, maybe we should, uh, you know, because there's supposed to be full disclosure and they no one disclosed that. So I was like, oh. <laughs> So of course, so there's the the thief saying it. The policeman rose up, 
and said, Jesus, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah, you fucked everything up or whatever. And then, of course, everyone was just going off on the on the uh, the conversation, but the head wanted to stop there. But I saw it all, which is beautiful. Yeah. And uh, Amelia never mentioned it. No one did. But I thought, Jesus, I really blew it. And, you know, the people will be mad at me, the uh, owners, because <laughs> and then I used it as I said, oh, and the mayor doesn't even know this. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, so, yeah, this is what happens. It still does its thing. But it's it's thing isn't your thing. Yeah, there's the huge difference. Yeah, there's yeah. a space. Be, if it's your thing, it's gonna. <laughs> yeah, there's really no space there. But if it's a thing, and not your thing, it can stay not your thing. <laughs> yeah, and you travel lighter through it. Yes, yeah. this is something you can do. It's a it's a an effect that you arrive at. Yeah. And I believe that effect that I have arrived at comes from this message. A lot of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With through the the great program of recovery. Yeah. Yeah. I can see not only the first thing as not me, but then the observing or the claiming of being the observing of the first thing is also not me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah so yeah but hey what are you gonna do you put your foot in your mouth a lot of times yeah yes people the whole world sees you as the doer yeah. it does the whole law system is based on you being the doer unless you have enough money to pay yourself out of it yeah so right. this idea of being the doer pro promotes emotions and and feelings but they're not yours yes and this is this is the traveling lighter you traveling lighter doesn't mean you never do anything bad or stupid it it means you'll travel lighter through whatever happens yeah that's the whole point it's not about Oh, this is going to be Shangri-La. No, it's the point that this sense of doership that can weigh you down and bring about so much harboring, you know, guilt and shame weakens. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can see a lot of things that come through you aren't from you. Yeah. Yeah. So you can live accountable, but you don't take a responsibility with it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm accountable for saying that thing. And if the people who own the house call me or whatever, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, it was innocent in nature, really. So, yeah. So this is what happens, I feel, on the working, the day to day living. Yeah. You just stop taking yourself so seriously. And how do you take self seriously? Being the doer the thinker, the doer, the feeler. Yes, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and the funny thing, it's obvious that what seemed to be so uh, important, the most of the conversation didn't even notice it. Yeah, this is mostly the case when you're living in what's not happening. <laughs> it only really seems to be happening to you. You're thinking everyone is noticing, but most people aren't. Yeah. Yeah. This is called fucking, you know, being in a solitary confinement with self. <laughs> You're confined to a solitary point of view. What insane, eh? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyone have a, anything or we'll just end, eh? No, no, we have a, we have our friend Kaiser has his hand up. Kaiser, come on in and ask a question, buddy. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Paul. And thanks, Michael. I'm not going to let you get off quite that easy because, Paul, you're, when, when uh, you hear that, that cop and thief, 
was it did it was there any effort on your part in order to not engage with that narrative and if there wasn't or there was i don't know tell me what was the response instead of the like the guilt i sure shouldn't have say, said that oh my god was it just hilarity like oops i did it again or I, i'm well, right no, there with you i didn't i wasn't in the uh there wasn't any effort phase concerning it but in the beginning there was effort phases because obviously we're habitually taking to when we especially if you feel uncomfortable with something it really emphasizes your uniqueness yes so in a way uh, that habit uh may get broken quickly or slowly but it, it's going to be broken yeah this is the idea the old attitude and the old outlook gets changed not to the point of getting a better attitude outlook they they get to a point of change where a whole new one takes over yeah which is nice yes so yeah like some see the idea of practicing your, these principles in all your affairs and if you see you can't then limit your affairs yeah so basically yeah that's where skillful means come in but skillful means aren't the end-all be-all they're they're a substitute for something else that you can grow into yeah where yeah. the power in your life is in the us not in self so self the maintaining a halfway fucking sane life dominated by self needs tons of skillful means obviously when it's dominated by something else it doesn't need as many skillful means yeah like when people used to talk about uh we had a weird type of cult in aa in san francisco called the pod people and they believed they could, they would just write all day in a book about what they were afraid of. And I used to do this workshop on the fourth step and sometimes they would wait for me to talk to me after and, and get, you know, you've got to write it all down. I said, no, my, I'm shooting for outgrowing fear. I'm not shooting to become a great manager of it. I want to outgrow fear. <laughs> so, go ahead become masters of fear i don't care i want to outgrow it yeah that's to me is the goal so it's not me going over everything because i see that in a as a form of obsession with self really yeah so this whole program is outgrowing things yeah 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 and what and now growing means you're growing into something else yeah yeah so no so no that day yeah it was sort of weird because my head was saying this may cost her like three hundred thousand bucks or whatever <laughs> i was saying wow <laughs> but uh, it dissipated quickly yeah again you know i learned a lot you ever see those movies where they have something happen and of course they don't stand there and take responsibility and then the whole thing snowballs and it goes really fucking crazy. Yes. Well, I've had those events in early recovery where I thought I was, I provoked all these little accidents on this road and uh, I wanted to run more than I ever wanted to run. Yeah. Once I could get the car started, I just wanted to take off and you know hide in a garage somewhere up the road but something happened and i stayed i turned off the car the cops came the fire department showed up and a number of the people who had hit something a little bit and they it all vanished the cop said does anyone want to press anything no he looked at the cars to see if they were fit to drive and bye bye yeah so something that could have been like a real horror movie was fucking ended quickly yeah i had a number of those events where i sided seemingly with the winning side yeah and it built up a a momentum to do that more yeah i mean i was so fucking scared 
because I felt I was going to get arrested, obviously, because I have a long life of being arrested, even though there was no rationality to it. But I was the cause and it was going to all this money and shit. And so my I really swear I was going to take off and pull into a dirt, you know, like a country road, hide in a garage or something for a few hours and then drive home later. Yeah, this was the strategy. And something didn't, that oomph didn't have enough oomph. And I stopped and stayed and I was accountable for what happened and nothing happened. It was like fucking, it just puffed up in smoke and I drove home sober. Yeah. <laughs> These things aren't forgotten. Yeah, they were, they were watershed moments in your life of recovery. You were at the point, yeah. And, uh, and the grace is what is the key, man. You have, to me, the surrendering attitude allows a lot of power to show up when you feel powerless. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to, you know, breathe in and then take on the situation. No, I just admit that I can't. Yeah. And then something seems to, you know, does. Yeah. And I've been lucky a lot where when I faced up to the music, uh, the whole song changed. Other people have to go to prison and shit like that. But basically, then you're done. This idea of trying to avoid shit just f- follows. And there's so much work to keep avoiding. It's just a failed system. Eh? So, yeah. You know, to f- not to feel like the doer, when you're young in these ideas, man, it's just do the right thing the best you can. Don't think that it's going to give you permission to be a bank robber and fucking running around like crazy, because probably that sense of doership is really going to seemingly dominate you. Yeah. When he gets the consequences of those actions. I think a lot of people are surprised when they go back to drinking. They couldn't do it justice what it was like. And then they, oops, they drink and then, the fucking things out of the bottle, the genies out of the bottle, yeah? Have some wisdom, yeah? Know what affairs that, you know, you can't practice these principles in and try to limit those affairs, yeah? Live a life of less harm, so to speak, if you can. Yeah, yeah. I could be free to do a lot of shit, but will I be free after I do that shit is something questionable, yeah? So I don't want to find out. I just live, you know, the, the, obviously the basis is not drinking and using. And then I have other basis of, yeah, if at all possible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. I like being right size. It saves me a hell of a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So just live it. Uh, you know, there's, well, you know, I used to always be, uh, I used to watch this. I used to practice Tai Chi at night in this park in the city, San Francisco. And there was always this monk, Buddhist guy dressed like a monk, who would just walk around the same thing every night. Yeah. He wasn't going on hikes to Colorado or climbing mountains, which is fine. But I could tell that his, his mind was alive. So every time, every step he took was new. Yeah, he didn't have to go tons of places, nothing wrong with it, but he didn't have to. He's he had he had more than enough just there. Yeah, I feel that's what it's like in recovery. We can live a simple life, but it's pretty large. Yeah. 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 Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, thank you, Kaiser. Well, we have uh, we have Kurt. Kurt, I'm sorry, cut uh, Kaiser in front of you in line, but come on in if you have your story. You still have your question. Hey, hey, no problem, buddy. Hey, hey, Paul. It, every time you talk about this, it really just it just inspires. Like, I mean, it just uh, evokes the the that part in the book. The first time I saw this was before you know I'd ever run into you. 
but it didn't make complete sense until I ran into you. And it was that part in the book that says, when we became alcoholics, crushed by a self-imposed crisis, all of a sudden I saw that differently. I didn't see it as I caused it. I saw it as, oh my God, this is the imposition of self that's been running me. And it ran me for 19 years sober until I drank again. And that drinking again just brought about a surrender uh, that revealed the fact that the whole time I was sober 19 years, this thing was running me and I thought it was me. And I thought, oh my God, this is crazy. And it's funny because when I hear you talk about this, I think this was the difference between night and day. I mean, I think of like one of the promises it says, it says a new world comes into view. I mean, that's very descriptive of what you're talking about. And, and that whole effort and um, position of neutrality, safe and protected. I mean, the book just, you know, it nails it in numerous ways. Yes. And I just think, you know, it's just, you know, and when you say grace, I think, yeah, it's like, um, it, you just, uh, you know, I sit at the beach every morning. That's just what I do. I come down, I leave the house, Linda, and we come down, I come down to the office, I go sit at the beach and I just think, oh my God, like, like, I just thought, uh, I was so mind bound and didn't know I was mind bound. I mean, you can appreciate the simplest things, you know, just like your statements of traveling lighter and, um, you know, life is pretty small, but it's so large. And I just, I, you know, it's the only thing I was ever looking for. I don't think I could have found this earlier. I, I really think it's kind of stage specific, you know, because most of the people that I talk to that run into this, They've been around a little bit. And it's almost like you got to do all that to find out it isn't that. Yeah. So, a lot of yeah. the times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But this I just appreciate, I appreciate your writing and your message, buddy. And uh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Kurt. Appreciate you too. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it, it's, it trends that way where you have to do a lot of stuff then to not do stuff, but it doesn't have to be that way. But yeah, it trends that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, when it says you face life successfully, well, life in this life, you're seen as a doer. And then you learn how to face life successfully seen as a doer. Yeah. Yeah. So you can you have the ability to make amends yeah. and to say, Hey, you know what I did to you wasn't right, and I'm, I'm intending with the you know the whole help of this program not to do it to anyone else again. Yeah, there you go. So to me, facing life successfully is as the doer and and this yes these things because to me it's foreign in a lot of ways. Yeah, because I don't do what's right all the time. So I have to face life successfully as a doer that doesn't do what's right a lot of the time. So, yeah. yeah. So, yes, yeah. So it's sort of like, yeah, you're like a great thing in a sense, and then you're bound to this appearance of a thing. And that's where I learn how to face life successfully is I'm not the fucking doer, but, but I'm living a principled life. Yeah. <laughs> because if I don't, I'm sure as hell going to feel like I'm the doer completely. Yes, I know I will. Just like, you know, you can sit there and feel just the way you think. And then if you injected cocaine, you'd probably be quite different. <laughs> yeah, this is just the state of affairs. You know, yeah. live a, you know, we have a way of life that, uh, that works. The principles are sound. So if you've had a hard time being to in living successfully, the program of AA will allow you to do that a day at a time. It will show you how to be responsible and hopefully now to also maybe arrive at an accountability to see that you're not what did everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, 
you know, there's the spirit and then there's the mechanisms to allow the spirit to seem to influence greatly this world of things and doer and thinker and feeler. Yes. Yeah. And I think for most of us, a way of life is necessary. Yeah. Or it will just get to become magical thinking and won't have any traction, won't have any weight to it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 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 Like like this thing about the uh, this house yesterday, I had in the past I would have thought of moving. <laughs> right. I gotta move away right. before right. I see them. Yes, you know what I mean. Some yeah. shit like that. Or hidden in the back bedroom. <laughs> now that was as a doer. Yeah. Now I've learned how to face life successfully as a doer. I fucking you know hey. I just make an amend if I have to or not. Yeah, right. I'm not moving and that, I can't go around that area. You know, this is like the unsuccessful uh, facing up to being seen as a doer. You know, and it was sure damnly, it was damn unsuccessful. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, you know, I love AA. It gives you so much. It gives you the tools to be responsible here in this world of doership and thinkership and all this. And yet it plants our feet in that spirit. Yes. Yeah. Well, and your, and your point, you know, you made this point the, the other thing that was really kind of revelatory was that all these modalities are pointing to this one condition that you were talking about. For sure. They're, you start to see these are different different dialects of one language and they're pointing to this one thing and we have a i just think it's amazing that we have a unique way to see this like you said about you know i i think the same thing i think this was a download i think this was a insight you know revealed yeah. to me you don't write this at four years sober there's no way no it was yeah it was it had to come out so it just came out through them yeah yeah well yeah this i feel uh that's the root of the problem is an act of being identified as what you're not yes so and it can it can have the power to obscure here yeah it can't truly obscure but here it can because here this is a world of seemingly so even in the book, when it says we are 100 men and women who recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So it's actually not a hopeless state of mind and body, but it's a seemingly. So a lot of things are based on seemingly here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. All right. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bud. Anyone else? No, that'll be all, Paul. That's it for today. So, Paul, are we, are we on for next Tuesday or... What, what did you decide? Uh, if if you want to do, I was thinking, uh, uh, let's see, maybe a half an hour at least, 10.30. Okay. Go up and we'll see how it goes. How's that? You got it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, yeah. And, every, they'll, and all of them, uh, the Tuesday night awakening together is not happening, Tuesday afternoon, but yeah. Okay. And then everything will go on, I think, as it goes. I'll just do it from Hawaii, hopefully. Woohoo. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. And uh yeah, if you're interested in Italy and a retreat, take a look at it. It's on the website.